two wizards. Two wizards? Welcome back to the first ever Two Wizards Podcast Olympic Games. I am a wizard. My name is Mark, commentating this glorious spectacle, and I am joined as always by my companion and compatriot. Josh the Wizard here in the commentator's booth. And Mark, you really couldn't have asked for a better day for this competition between all of cryptid kind, as they say, uh, Sidious, Altius, Fortius, Swifter, Higher, Stronger. And with the cryptids, that's just to the nth degree. So uh, what a great day for competition. A great day for a competition, and what a great day for our representative nations of Markovia and Joshabad. Both represented in their glorious colors. See their two political despots down there just below us, groaning, (laughs) growling, threatening their athlete participants. And of course, uh, unlike those other Olympics, we welcome any and all sorts of corporate sponsorship. So now's the time to share what we have in our uh, Wizards Chalices sponsoring the Cryptid Olympics here. Uh, I have with me out of Jackson, Ohio, Sixth Sense Brewing Company. And uh, fittingly enough, I believe they're uh, tossing the caber Scotch Ale. Very appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. And I have in my wizard's goblet out of my fridge a bottle of my homebrew, your explosive special. And here's the real kicker: the only this, all the ones I've had after the first two have not exploded on me. So I'm actually getting to enjoy beer. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. That's marvelous. Well, and actually, speaking of enjoyment, cheers, Mark. Happy Cryptid Olympics to you. Cheers, Josh. Happy Cryptid Olympics. Oh yeah. Mm. He who brews his own beer is twice drunk. Ooh, that's delicious. And coincidentally enough, um, kind of blew up on me. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But uh, but yes, and I think I think we have that uh, uh, timed just right. You'll 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 see entering the stadium now, uh, carrying the torch for these Cryptid Olympics. Well, uh, actually, no. Wait, not carrying the torch. Actually, is the torch? Uh, Mark, what is that? I well, Josh, I believe that is a will of the wisp, an enchanted orb um. of fire. And, yep, there it goes, up the stairs. Weird that it has to climb stairs like a human might. It's taking its time. Getting there. Okay, there it goes. The the torch is lit. These games are a go, Josh. Uh, have officially begun, and what better place uh, to start than on the track. Uh, clearly some of my favorite events. Hopefully the athletes from Josh Abad can, can represent us well. And, uh, yes, I believe first up we have the 100-meter dash. 100-meter um, dash. Just a quick reminder, I have uh, the Jackalope representing Joshabad. And I have the Moa representing Markovia. Okay, and yes, and there's the athletes finishing their warm-ups. The starter has given them their on-your-marks set, settling into the blocks. Uh, let's see what sort of a time they can pop here. Uh, gun is up. Oh, this is this is a terrible day for Joshabad. Oh, my stars. Look at it the... go. So yes, the jackalope, as you'll remember uh, in last week's episode, the athlete preview, although it can reach top speeds of 90 miles an hour, 
uh, it is very shy. And I think that starting gun actually scared it away. It just ran right back into the locker room. Um, That's all right, because the MOA absolutely devastated it. And it looks, (laughs) yes, Josh, the MOA has set a new world record in the 100-meter dash. (laughs) Ha-ha! That's one on the board there for Markovia. There it is, a a newly minted gold medal for Markovia. Well-earned, great showing by the MOA. And uh, yeah, the jackalope crumbled under pressure in the cryptid cabinet, um, crumbled under pressure again here at the cryptid Olympics. It's uh, he's probably going to want to take some time off and, and really get his mind right. Look for his uh, new rap album next year around Christmas time. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, well, all right, enough of the track. Let's head over to some of the field events here. Uh, great take, test of strength here, the shot put. Uh, for Joshabad, of course, we have the uh, Bungiskis. I never quite figured out how to pronounce that, but uh, big ogre, <laughs> one-eyed troll thing um, stepping into the ring. And uh, Markovia is being represented by... Markovia is being rep- represented by Brazil's own Mapinguari, the giant ground sloth or with a face in the middle of its stomach. And let's see what these two titans of testosterone can accomplish. Okay, well, it looks like the Bungiskis is first to throw... And, uh, oh, oh, wait, no, there's someone in the stands, like, yelling at him. He's, he's, he isn't listening to his coach. He's listening to some moron in the, in the stadium. And the Bungiskis, he's so used to throwing water buffalo just straight down into the ground. Sure enough, that's exactly what he did with his shot put. Instead of trying to go for distance, he, I think he misinterpreted the rules. And he just threw his shot put as hard as he could straight down into the earth. Uh, so, yeah, that's a clear foul. And uh, he won't... Won't get any mark from that. Happy birthday to the ground from the Bungiskis. <laughs> now taking his place in the circle, Mapinguari winds up a throw. Oh, not good, but not bad. A respectable distance of 13 meters. Okay, yeah. And it looks like that's what's going to keep us here. Not setting a world record like its other teammate might have, but there we are. Shot put goes to Markovia. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is a, already a pretty terrible start for for Joshabad. I mean, for having a, a Olympic uh, representative who act, who actually ran collegiate track, this is a this is a very poor showing. A false start. Well, not even a false start. A running the other way start, and then someone who just spiked the shot puts into the ground. <laughs> someone should have told him this wasn't football after the touchdown. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Okay, well, there's there's still some bit of salvation left. Uh, we can we can go over to the pole vault, uh, one of the jumping events. Uh, very flashy, so acrobatic, and uh, who better than the two athletes represented, uh, who are going to represent Markovia and Joshabat. Uh Mark, who is who's on the runway right now uh, for Markovia? I like this guy, Josh, and not just because he's my competitor. I like this guy because it's spring heel Jack. He's squirrely, he's feisty, and he has spring heel in his name. I cannot wait to see what this man does, especially against the competitor from Joshabad. Literally a beast with wings. Who is representing Joshabad? Uh, that would be Owlman, also from uh, Great Britain across the pond, uh, working out some of that sweet, sweet international uh, arrangements to to represent Joshabad. Uh, and okay, yeah, it looks like uh, Spring Hill Jack is is first there to vault. Uh, Mark, uh, you were telling us that he was really working on his technique this time around. What adjustments are you seeing? Well, instead of just the straightforward approach run, it looks like more of a modified skip. I'd even say a lope, if I were to call it. 
And there he goes up. Ooh, not a bad showing at all. The score nice. of 18. Yeah, that's a great That's that a modified great skip, I think it gave him a bit of pep in his step. Not yeah, as springy yeah, yeah. in the heels as I would have anticipated, but respectable true. all the same. Yeah, true. Well, and maybe that's just it. Maybe instead of leaping over uh, the rooftops in London that he's having to be in this confined space, maybe you know, maybe that adjusted. Maybe that changes technique a bit. Um, okay, oh, so uh, Owlman next uh, on the runway. And uh, even like we mentioned, turns out this Owlman uh, does not have any hands or arms. So grasping the pole in his beak, um, we'll see. We'll see what he can do here. Okay, so here comes Owlman now. Uh, yeah, and trying to carry a pole in his beak, very awkward, very difficult. Uh, well, well, he plants and he swings up. Oh, he's well, he's well short of the uh, Spring Hill Jack there. Only getting around yeah, maybe like eleven meters. That, oh. uh yeah, maybe I guess it does pay off to have thumbs. <laughs> so this is this is a this is a terrible day for Josh Abad at athletics getting swept on the track and in the field and in the air even the 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 Sidious Altius Fortius the swiftest uh highest strongest competitors all from Markovia. An interesting turn of events and a weird type of irony. Anyway, Josh, let's move on to our next couple of events, the swimming. Yes, yes. Okay, well, hopefully we'll get a little better representation here in the pool. Uh, and uh, very risky, like I was talking about, my athletes were uh, definitely taking a high-risk, high-reward tactic. So far, has blown up in all their faces. Uh, but barely fitting into the actual aquatic center, standing 30 meters tall, is the uh, swimmer for Josh Abad, the Ningen, uh, it's frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that he can kind of crouch in there. My God, look at the size of this thing. It almost <laughs> makes you feel sick to be an athlete just to compete against that Colossus. Got <laughs> You got to feel bad for the Kushtaka representing Markovia. What is a six foot tall otter man going to do against a giant Titanic whale blubbery white gelatinous glop that is that thing? Maybe I'm being a bit mean to it, but I guess no. we'll see here in a bit. Uh, uh, fairly cold. It can't even fairly get on called. the starting blocks. It can't even get on the starting blocks. <laughs> blatant, blatant misuse of the rules and misrepresenting it. It's fine. I'm excited right. to see what happens. Sportsmanship and all that. Right, 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 right. Indeed, indeed. Okay, so our two cryptids now up on the starting block there. And there's the gun. And sure enough, the Ningen just kind of falls over into the pool. Kushtaka is off like a shot. It's halfway up the pool. And... Nope, it's over. Nope, it's there over. There it is. Yep. The Ningen, all he, all he had to do was just reach out his arms, and uh, yeah, he, it was. I don't even know if you can call it a race; is more just a lying down. But nonetheless, Josh Abad he wins the its, end first. Yes, he, indeed, and that's what counts. Josh Abad wins its first gold ever here in the pool, thanks to the uh, heroics or just the laziness, I guess, um, of the Ningen, the sheer unadulterated powerhouse of the Ningen. <laughs> All right. Well, as those competitors are uh, leaving the pool now, it's time for our next race. We're moving right along here. Uh, and this is the 800-meter freestyle. So very much endurance, uh, test of battle, battle of wits, battle of endurance, battle of strength. And uh, into the pool, kind of slithering in, uh, is the Kraken, another very long uh, beastie measuring somewhere around 24 meters in length. So not quite half the pool length. 
uh, but has a fearsome competitor for Markovia in... In the giant polar bear brick built like a brick shithouse. It's 15 feet tall, all muscle, all white fur, all anger. I am excited to see this one. Will its endurance overpower the sheer size of the Kraken? Only time will tell. And I guess we'll tell that now. Yes, we'll tell that now, yes. And they're off. And, and yes, in this battle of the titans, you know, they're, they're beating the water viciously. Well, now it's turning into an actual battle. They, they've clearly just violated the, the lane markers oh in there. Oh, my God. Oh, the savagery. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, the squidmanity. There's, there's not enough scotch ale to wash that sight from my memory. But yet, oh God! I, I spilled my beer. I'm taking an oblivion seeking swift here. Oh, oh! Judges are calling it. They've got him separated, but there is yeah, nothing left of the giant polar bear, ripped apart by the mighty tentacles of the kraken. Yeah, A double we... disqualification, but at least Josh Abad can hold its head semi-high, knowing that its champion won the fight. Uh, yes, true. So no, uh, no gold medals uh, being. Uh, awarded in, in this event but uh maybe a different sort of victory for the for the kraken who ended that bear's career yeah into that bear's career um instead of having calamari for dinner i guess we're having bear, bear meat uh but uh you know Oof. let's let's just let the custodial staff clean all that mess up we're gonna leave the aquatic center and uh move over to the sports arena for our next uh series of competitions uh in gymnastics Fantastic. Before we do that, let's cut to a quick commercial break by our new sponsor, Eddie Lime Brewing and their Juicy Indian Pale Ale. Mm, very good. Uh, mm, I'm sick of pale ales. Back to you, Josh. <laughs> well, and we are still uh, sticking with the Sixth Sense um, Tossing the Caber Scotch Ale. They uh, were very kind enough to... Um, present us with a full-on crowler. That's right, a, a quart of 9.2% uh, ABV Scotch Ale. Uh, so if you find me asleep under my desk, you you know the reason why. <laughs> Overwhelmed by the sheer power of sportsmanship and athleticism here at these games today. All right, well, and the uh, athletes here are, are finishing their warm-ups, um, getting all limbered up, uh, ready to compete. Uh, and of course, uh, Team Joshabad, uh, comprised of the Hopkinsville Goblins. Yes, those creepy, weird, are they aliens? Are they some sort of cryptid? Why can they just float on air? Um, but nonetheless, they are, they're taking off their shiny metallic uh, uh, warm-up suits and revealing their shiny metallic uh, competition uh, uh, outfits. Uniforms. Oh, that is off-putting. Yeah, that's a that that thing's shining in a color that I've never quite seen before. Oh. Uh, but but on the other side of the arena, who uh, do we see for Team Markovia? Well, Markovia went ahead and split its floor team and apparatus team. Representing Markovia on the floor is none other than West Virginia's own infamous Mothman, standing at mm. about six feet tall. We have no idea what it weighs, and I don't really want to know what it weighs. It keeps looking at me with those horrible red, red eyes. I have to shake it out of my head. And also representing Markovia on its apparatus is the Orang Pendek from Indonesia. Mm, yes, All of yes, yes. four foot tall and squirrely and covered in nice red fur. Here we go. Indeed, here we go. Okay, well, and we are starting on the floor, so it 
Looks like the Mothman will get to uh, lead things off there. Okay, let's see here. First, uh, making a pass. Looks like a double somersault into a half Lovecraft. Very good, very good. There's a Shoggoth spring. Oh, and there, it popped its wings. Oh, God, it's horrifying. And yet somehow beautiful. A light shimmery dust is glittering down over the crowd. I don't know if that's a disqualifiable movement, but the judges seem very pleased with it, Josh. Yes, they do. And they're going to go ahead and give him a score of 16. 16. We have the one jerk judge who has to modify the score because he could have done better. Yes, yes, like every like every Olympics, uh, be it gymnastics or in the Winter Olympics with ice skating, there's always that one goddamn judge. And sure enough, there he is. Uh, well, uh, 16 is still a, a, a mighty fine score to be proud of. And looks like uh, um, one of the Hopkinsville Goblins is jumping up there next. Okay, uh, let's see here. We're looking at a triple Alcubier drive, uh, followed up by on this next pass, uh, yes, yes, a Schwarzschild radius, Ooh. and uh, finishing it up with a uh, Hawkins radiation twist. It almost seems to be floating, or am I wrong, Josh? Almost no. defying the very laws of gravity itself. I, I, it could be that, or the residue from the Mothman's dust, but yo, no, you're right. It, it does seem to be defi- defying all sorts of gravity, at least as we tend to know it. And uh, look over here to the judges' table with a score of... With a score of... Looks like a score of 14. Oh, you hate oh, to see wow. that. Yeah, uh, one of our closer uh, uh, competitions here in this Cryptid Olympics here. Uh, and again, I think a lot of to that jerk judge that uh, took quite a, quite a few points off of that final score there. Hmm. Okay, well, it, it looks like in the floor, uh, one one more gold medal uh, over to the glorious nation of Markovia. Next up, we have our balance beam event, Josh. And okay, yeah, let's see if let's see if some of the Hopkinsville goblins can uh, can uh, have a have a comeback of sorts, redouble their efforts. Uh, let's see here. Okay, yep, on the beam looks good, looks good. Okay, looks like we have a uh, end body problem into a Lagrange point and then with a dismount yep sticks the landing again Ooh. sort of strangely appearing to hover in air uh, for some of those uh, uh, passes there uh, over at the judges table Ooh, score 13 yeah Ooh. 13 again that that one judge just really uh, very very strict has 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 it out for the Hopkinsville goblins lowballing these athletes is not gonna bring your wife back Jeremy <laughs> All right, approaching the balance beam now is the Orang Pendek, little squirrely spry. Can I just say, Josh, oddly buff. It's mm. weirding me out. I don't know. Here it goes. It's starting up. Okay. All right. It's okay. A front turnover, followed by a double side up, sl- grand slammy eggs. Ooh, ooh, eggs over my hammy into a tuck and roll into an Enfield horror. Ooh, with a perfect dismount and a score of only eleven. Oh, wow, that's yeah. I I would have thought that would have been a perfect twenty there, but uh, maybe maybe that judge uh, uh, got foodborne illness the last time he was at an IHOP or a, or a Denny's, I guess. But uh, a risk you run when your scoring system is based in a point system from restaurants. It's just a thing that happens. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is this is true. This is true. The balance beam event going to Joshabad. Okay, well, uh, looks like next up here, of course, the vault, the combination of speed and power and grace into a uh, great spring off of the vault and as many twists and turns before landing safely back on the ground. 
Um, one, uh, one more of the Hopkinsville goblins uh, jumping up here. Okay, and it looks like here that this looks like this goblin uh, is electing to do a double Van Allen belt. So a uh, very, very high degree of difficulty here. Uh, high risk, high runway. risk. Leaps off. And yeah, just again, just floating in in the middle of the air, uh, like a like a gyroscope, as as if gravity were no such uh, barrier to overcome at all, and just settling down on its on its toes. Yes, I, another perfect landing here. Um, over to the judges' table. Oh, actually, no, a big, no. big. Uh, wow, this is this is incredible. I I was really struck by the majesty of that, but um, apparently that uh, one just jerked judge does not like uh violating the laws of physics it looks like none of those judges like the violation of the laws of physics and mm. to their credit it almost seems the hopkinsville goblins are throwing their whatever manipulation of gravity into all of our faces he was in the air for far too long to be a legal move i i would at least say yeah truly truly if this was the vault and stay up there he would have you know got a perfect but it's not yeah. it's the vault and you gotta land so <laughs> sorry boys <laughs> following up with the orang pendek once again looks like a straight on approach not going for anything it hits the springboard tries for a shooting star press and ends up in a hurricane rana slam Ooh, almost misses the dismount but no gonna be a score of eight Ooh, an ugly finish and an ugly loss for markovia but there wow. it is there it is, indeed. Let's indeed, move on indeed. to our final event, the parallel bars. Uh, well, well, yes, and so here we are next on the bars. One more Hopkinsville Goblin. Again, looking to avoid a sweep. Um, trying to find some sort of gold medal here. Uh, okay, here it is. Uh, swinging around, yep. Into a double helix. Yes, yes, very good. Okay, good. A binary system. Yeah, it is. Wonderful, wonderful. And with a dismount... It's looking for the spaghettification, and yes, it works. Brilliant, brilliant landing there. Mm, fantastic uh, oh, landing. Over to the judges' table. Looks like, uh, ooh, looks like there's still some deliberation. Maybe a little argument about scores. Uh, but uh, okay, yes, we're getting it now. A score of 16. 16 for the Hopkinsville Goblin on score the bars. Of Sixteen. Fantastic. An excellent showing. Very, very good performance. They have to be happy with that one. And, uh, yeah, especially for this one Hopkinsville Goblin, you know, uh, the personal tragedy that it had uh, in its life. Uh, coming back now, representing Josh Bad at the Cryptid Olo Olympics. Well, it's just, it's, it, it's just a Cinderella story. <laughs> it's a fantastic showing from the Hopkinsville Goblin, te Goblin team and making its final approach. This seems to be a, a bit of lack of foresight from Markovia. These are the same three, or this is the same Orang Pendek for all three events. It's got to be exhausted. It's got to be gassed. But look, Josh, mm. it parted its hair differently, and now it's oh. more of a brown color than a red. And I yeah. at least got to give it points for mixing it up in style. Right, yes. All right, and absolutely. here it goes into the approach. All right, it's on. All right, with a tin roof Sunday. Okay, there it goes into a half-baked tuck. Rolling out into... What, is that a... Is that a bubblegum berry burst? My God, it is a bubblegum berry burst. And there it is, Shabla Goo. The Orang Pendek lands on almost perfect. That's, perfect I, mint berry blast crunch. There it is. I, Fascinating. There are fewer things in life that I've ever seen more graceful, more composed, more beautiful than what 
we just witnessed before. And folks at home, uh, go ahead, go back on your DVRs, save that, record it. This is something that you, this is footage that you will want to show your children and their children and their children's children for all time. Uh, and I personally feel bad for anybody who was not able to see what we just saw. I tell you what, Josh, I'll take two scoops of that muchacho because boy, oh, did did he pull it off? But the judges seemed to disagree, giving it a score of only 15 heartbreaking points. Almost, a per- and rightly so. Nearly a perfect, uh, flawless routine there. Uh, and so, yes, I guess once more, the, the Hopkinsville Goblins just have, have... A fantastic showing from both teams. Truly incredible and inspiring to see what the cryptid body can do imaginarily with food-based puns. Fascinating. <laughs> truly fascinating. Really Food and space-based oh. puns. Mm. All right. Well, well, let's get let's get let's get uh, out of the indoors. We'll we'll bask in the sun a little. Uh, go outside and let's check in with uh, our next event here, which is beach volleyball. That's right. Uh, here we go. Out here on the on the sand in the sun, we have uh, two two highly matched teams here, uh, and I'm excited to see how this. Uh, how this all plays out. All right, so yes, representing Joshabad, uh, looking something in their uh, speedos, we have the two-man team of the Lizardman of Skateboard Swamp and the Honey Island Swamp Monster, uh, both easily over seven feet tall. Uh, if you thought the volleyball scene in Top Gun was a little homoerotic, oh, you just you just wait till you see this this uh, dynamic duo here, looking fine and fresh. Uh, for uh, the nation of Joshabad. Truly horrifying seeing all that muscle with all that hair on it, but then the scale-covered muscle body is and somehow the scale worse. as well, yeah. <laughs> that tail is salacious, and that bikini does nothing to hide it or leave anything to the imagination. And I think it's safe to say, thank God that thing has a cloaca. Because <laughs> otherwise we'd be getting an eyeful that we weren't expecting. And representing the glorious nation of Markistan, I think it's important to point out here, Josh, that this is, in fact, this is a co-ed event featuring the Tatzelverm, which must be a female because it's got a bikini top on its upper body, the lower half of it, of course, being a snake, the upper half being a set of arms with a cat's face. Fine, if that's what it says it is, I'm willing to buy it. And its partner, the Wumpus Cat, wearing, oh God, it's got three bikinis tops on the middle, assuming it's a female cat. Oh, that's just off-putting. Yeah, that's. Uh, I understand that there are there are more nipples to cover, but uh, yeah, that's that's giving me some things I didn't. That's showing me some things I didn't necessarily want to see. But anyway, here it is: six arms, uh, eight nipples, and I'm not sad that I'm seeing it, Josh. I'll be honest. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. To each his own. Okay, it looks like we're ready here for the game. The uh, referee has given the signal uh, to Team Joshabad, the two seven-footers. And uh, let's see here. Looks like the serve is up. And, oh, good uh, rally there going on. And, oh, looks like the first point goes to Markovia, the Wampus Cat, using two of its six arms to just pound that ball into the sand. Whew. Fantastic. All right, here we go. Tetzelverm is up to serve. It's up. It's over. Okay, yep. Bounce back and forth. Okay, Lizardman to Apeman. Apeman to Lizardman. Spike. Ooh, quick save by Tasselworm. That low to the ground profile is just what you need. 
Yep, we were talking. We were talking about that exact same uh, factor that that the Tatsuorn brings to this game. And oh, uh, Lizran hits it out of bounds. Uh, yet another point oh. for Tatsuorn and Wampus Cat. Okay, looks like actually it looks like the Lizman and the and the Swamp Man called a quick timeout. They're gonna gonna try to slow this momentum here. See if they can get some get some points back here. Uh, turn the turn the tide of the match over to their side. Uh, but unfortunately, it's uh, back to the Tatzelverm for the serve. There's the serve. It's up and over. Over. Looks like ooh a big hit there. Another big hit from the Honey Island Swamp Monster, and uh, it, it seems like that timeout did the did the trick. Uh, maybe maybe a little more going their way this time. Okay, here's the uh, escape or Lizman coming up, hits the ball, serving again. Uh, Lizman up and over, up and over the net. Oh oh, bit of miscommunication. Wampus Cat goes in for it, and misses it. Tatsworm goes in for it, misses it too. Oh. Oh, sloppy play, sloppy play. Here we go. And wouldn't you know it, we are already at match point. Uh, let's see here if Lizardman can, can find a decent serve. Uh, 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 really put uh, uh, the Wampus Cat on on the defensive with those six arms. We'll see We'll see what uh, happens here. Okay, here goes. Serve is up and in. It was too far. They were playing a close game. There it was. It went over, over both their heads. Wampus Cat dives and misses. Tatsworm is a worm and it's a snake. It can't slither through sand fast enough. That's it. Match goes to the glorious nation of Joshabad. So another ending, ending the dry spell, getting, getting uh, uh, what, what is, what is the second gold medal here for the nation of Joshabad, and uh, yes, the. Honey Island Swamp Monster and the uh, Skateboard Lizard Man uh, embracing and joyful as all teammates should be, but uh, still some kind of unsettling images uh, there of two seven-foot buff-as-hell cryptids uh, laughing and hugging each other, and now they're now they're just like throwing water at each other. Uh, okay, we should we should we should cut away. We should cut away. Hey, in. Playing with the monsterish boys. <laughs> I've never been hugged by a tail before, and up to this moment, I've never knew what I was missing. Oh, to be that Honey Island Swamp monster and embraced in that big, burly arms of the lizard man. The scales <laughs> gently caressing me, his tail playfully flicking at my earlobe. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, moving okay, swiftly on so, uh -huh, so, to our final so, event. All right, everybody. So we are once more inside the sports center, the sports arena for the closing event for the last event of this Cryptid Olympics. Uh, a new event this year, even though this is the first time we're doing this, still a new event this year uh, and a much anticipated one, one that you can bring the whole family to. This is, of course, Beer Pong, our, our two Beer Pong teams. And uh, representing... Joshabad here in Beer Pong, we have of course the skunk ape, uh, who uh, relies on its noxious uh, smell to distract the opposing team, and the Titilek, the giant frog who can drink and consume and chug as much beer 
Uh, so much beer as to cause a drought in Australia. Representing the glorious nation of Markovia, once again another representative from West Virginia. Interesting to see, Josh, you have the skunk ape out of Florida crossing horns with a representative from West Virginia. In this mm. case, it is the Flatwoods Monster. What horrifying imagery can it project into our minds, possibly to combat the horrible stink of the skunk ape? Only time will tell. And also on the team, from the Canadian wilderness, the Janosqua Sasquatch, not, don't call it a Sasquatch because that's a blanket term. This is a unique endemic species. It's a lot bigger, a lot buffer, and boy, if I thought Honey Island Swamp Monster was big and bad, boy, does this guy take the cake. Look at those mm. biceps. <laughs> In, indeed. Well, and also, I, I, uh, I remember, Mark, that you uh, were able to give some, some uh, uh, coaching advice, some, some little pointers. All right, so you're big and bad, which you're, you're too strong to throw. You got to uh -huh. get back, okay? Look at uh -huh. those arms. You uh -huh. can't stand there. You're uh -huh. going to hit elbows, no problem. Don't do that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Wherever your line is, you take three steps back. I guarantee you will sink every single shot. Don't worry about aiming. Just worry about getting it there and trust your muscles. All right, you ready? All right, there we go. Go get after it, big guy. Go get after it. An inspiring cutaway scene, maybe a, a, a bit of conflict of interest, but I'm just a humble commentator, as well as yeah. a, par apparently a dictator of a nation. I don't know what I am anymore, but sure, here we go. Yeah, we are, we are only slightly less corrupt than the actual IOC, but here we are. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, 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 ping pong balls are, are at the ready, and, uh, and of course... Uh, Starting off as all beer pong games should start off with the eye for an eye, one, two, three, shoot. And it looks like Team Joshabat is actually uh, going to go first here. So, okay, so here's the Tidalek shooting first. And oh, oh my goodness, this is oh. this is horrible. It this is this is one of the worst uh, uh, party fouls of all time. Not only did it shot miss, but it actually went into Team Joshabat's own cup. So oh that God. so that 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 counts that counts. Surely this oh. is this this had to have been the work of the Flatwoods monster uh, using its astral projection to uh, just mess with the mind of the Tidalic there. Horrifying hypnosis. Ooh, indeed, indeed. Well, that's that's not the kind of start that you want here in a beer pong match. Uh, now it's Team Markovia's turn. All right. So first up to shoot is going to be the Janosqua, and he's. A good clean throw. He's about, what is that? What would you call that? Eight, nine feet back from the table? Oh, yep. easily. Yeah, easily. Makes the shot, lines it up, and he sinks it. All right. There it is. Yeah, there it back is. Back to Josh Abad. Back to Josh Abad. Okay, well, now it's the skunk ape's turn. Looks like uh, maybe uh, really like wafting out his armpits there, uh, trying to tr trying to get that swampy s smell to uh, uh Is that permeate. onion and ketchup, Josh? I think, I think, it's, I think it's onion. I think, onion and I think ketchup. I think it's onion I can ketchup. taste it. Can you taste it? Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Fascinating. There it is. Okay, well, he's lining up his shot, and... Oh, it spins around the rim, um, but still lands. Still cup. Good cup. Good cup. There. It's good. All right, now it's Flatwoods Monster's turn to throw. Let's see if it can throw. Instead of just freaking out its opponents, it lines up. My God, those spindly arms make me nervous, Josh. I can't even hold the ping pong ball. Too heavy for it, really. And it throws, and it teeters, and it bounces across the rims. Oh, and it sinks at the zero second. Whew. 
Ooh, Too that close. Was, that was close. Well, Too um, close for comfort. And, well, and and we we did uh, get an official ruling from the judges there, um, and so the uh, the all of the drinking r- responsibilities are uh, being undertaken by the Tidalek, uh, who is uh, just drinking cup after cup, and uh, totally chill about it, man. <laughs> Tidalek being a real chat about the whole situation. Being a real chat about the whole situation. Okay, so now it's the Tidalek's turn to shoot again, again, holding all that beer in its uh, froggy jowls. And, uh, you know, there was some real concern with its, like, kind of slimy amphibian fingers being able to get a clean shot. Uh, oh, but proves the doubters wrong and makes this cup. Woo-hoo. There you go. So a good not, clean throw from the Tidalek. Yeah, so not only able to hold its liquor, but uh, make a nice cup, too. Janosk was lining up. Josh, is he calling his shot? He is. He's oh, my God, he is. Shot. He's calling the shot. Ooh, this is dangerous. He's a big guy. I don't think he can pull. You're too strong for this. You're too strong. And he throws yeah. it and he's saying, oh, my God, he got it. That's two he cups, made it. He, he made it. Oh, my, oh my God. God. This is incredible. Oh, breathtaking. Incredible. Breathtaking. The likes oh. of Babe Ruth uh, calling his shot, pointing which direction he's going to hit the home run. Uh, very similar um, uh, event that just played out here. Uh, truly, again, uh, cryptid Olympics history being made. This will be one that will be replayed uh, many, many years from now. Uh, and what a special moment, what a special time that you and I have getting able to witness this. How lucky we are and the world at large is to witness this stunning show of alcoholic athleticism. Indeed, indeed. Well, folks, we are we are winding down here. There's only a few cups left on either side. Uh, it's back to the skunk ape. Uh Oh, goes for a bounce shot, but is swatted away by, again, Ooh. the spindly arms of the Flatwoods monster. Faster than you thought it was going to be, huh? Much faster, yeah. It seemed, seemed to be uh, clearly far away, and, and I think the skunk ape was uh, trying to capitalize on that. But no, just uh, uh, lightning quick reflexes uh, smacked that bounce shot. <laughs> Flatwood monster taking its place at the throw line. There it is. It's going underhanded. That's an odd technique, but odd sinks it. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay, so Team Markovia uh, only has to sink one cup left. Uh, maybe the Tidlik can do some sort of some sort of comeback. Maybe it can maybe it can warm up and catch on fire. Oh wait. Uh, oh, hold. Wait. I'm I'm getting some news in my earpiece here. Oh, this is this is deadly. This is. This is atrocious. Uh, the Tidalic, instead of just holding all of that beer, um, it actually swallowed. And oh, my God. All of that alcohol just went straight into its uh, uh, bloodstream, straight into its brain, and uh, instantly drunk. Uh, who knew that a giant frog who could hold so much liquor actually couldn't hold its liquor? Uh, but it's still going to try up there anywhere. Uh, it's placing its hands on the table... The Flatwoods monster is saying, "No, you can't put your hands on the table. You can't do." Oh, oh boy, this is this is embarrassing. What's, this is. Do Do you see the motion Janosk was making? It's it, it's flaring. Do you it, see it flaring? It, it is, yes, it you is got a flare. Flaring. It's, it's taunting. Janosk was taunting. That's a taunt. It's taunting Tidalik. Is this allowed? But and the Tidalik. Nope. The uh, judges barely... are not happy. They are calling interference. Tidalik gets an uninterfering shot. It gets, gets an unhindered shot. Ooh, it's an unhindered shot. Bad choice. Bad choice by Janosqua. 
yeah, maybe got a little, maybe got a little cocky there with with the flaring by the Janoshkwa. But but again, the Tidlik uh, really needs just to drink some water and maybe get something to eat. Uh, maybe a Domino's pizza. Uh, but let's see here. Still trying its uncontested shot. Oh wow! It's surprisingly, yes, harnessing the the, oh. the drunk magic uh, makes makes this shot somehow. Wow, that's uh, unfortunately did not earn the on fire for the continuous shot, but uh, but still like a, a, a very surprising outcome here. Very surprising, but interesting. All right, we're down to here. We're at the zero. Hour, we're down to one cup each. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, Janoskwa lines up his shot. Janoskwa goes up to take a shot. No, he's calling for a timeout. Okay. Quick timeout. He's calling. Okay, okay. He wants. He wants a re-rack. Okay, okay. He's calling. Janosko has called for a re-rack. Okay. All right. Here we go. The the the, the cups have been re-racked. Janosko lines up, and he sinks the shot. That's it. That's a, that's I believe amazing. that's the end of the beer pong. But the the, the glorious nation of Joshabad has one final shot to redeem themselves, possibly taking this again. Who is shooting for them, Josh? Well, so we are back to the skunk ape uh, for for the rebuttal shot, which, like any gentlemanly game of beer pong has, you get a chance to to rebut the uh, the uh, uh, cup that has been made before, and it falls to the skunk ape, and uh, lining it up, getting uh, making sure that his elbows are behind, um, lining it up. Uh, uh, maybe a quick prayer. It looks like the Janasqua is again trying to do some sort of taunt. Maybe sort of like seems to be pushing his pectorals together to give the impression of cleavage. Maybe the cleavage might uh, distract Ooh. the skunk ape. Um, but but anyway, the skunk ape seems unfazed. Um, uh, lines up and releases. Bounces and- off the rim. The Janasqua oh slaps the God, rebound away. No good. The game. Janoskwa using game. his mighty fingers, gentlemen, finger, ladies, blow, pops that ball out of the cups, it spins around the rim, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I have, oh man. The team from Markovia has won the 2021 beer pong game at the Cryptid Olympics. Mark, oh my god. You and I, you and I have Stunning. witnessed and we have participated in a number of legendary beer pong games. I have seen things that would blow the average person's mind i i have correlated the contents of playing beer pong uh that 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 keeps us that would would otherwise keep us in the in the safe in the safe confines of a new dark age but this game that i've seen before here this may have topped it off to see four cryptids at their peak playing beer pong and with as dramatic a finish as that it 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 uh it it's beyond words it's beyond words Skunk ape flipping chairs. Tidalik is is he crying tears of beer? I think he's crying tears of beer. I think he's crying crying tears, tears of, beer. of beer into his beer. At, you know, and there he goes and drinks it again. A true and there goes consummate Reese champion. Again. And as always, oh. as this is a sport of gentlemen, concluding this match with post game with 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 post game hugs, uh, still much much uh, respect. Among these uh, competitors here, there's the love of the game, and I'm sure at uh, back at Cryptid Olympic Village, uh, you better believe that there's going to be a rematch game or two uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, living arrangements over the God. F-
this strong scotch <laughs> ale man good it's it's doing a number it's doing a number all right josh the the beer pong table has been cleared the 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 multi-sectional podiums have been rolled out for the meddling ceremony. Yes, and here and they come, our champions. Representing for track and field from the glorious nation of Markovia, all of their competitors, the Moa, the Mapinguari, and Spring-Heeled Jack, are victorious in this endeavor. Indeed. For swimming, uh, representing Josh, Josh Abad. Uh Yes, we have the Ningen uh, lumbering up to receive its gold medal. Uh, and the Kraken, although was disqualified, still unofficially won its fight with the giant polar bear, uh, but no medal because, of course, you know this is uh, 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 true, true. Got yeah, got 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 disqualified. <laughs> Our gymnastics victors, Mothman receiving its medal, and the Hopkinsville Goblins each receiving one of their own. Truly an, an, an interesting mix-up. Three gold medals for three little goblins. I am especially reminded of goblin number three overcoming such horrible adversity after seeing his brother shot by the farmer whose house they tried to invade on that one fateful night. Oh, the beach volleyball teams, Josh. There they stand triumphant. The horrifyingly sexy team of the Honey Island Swamp Monster and the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Again, God, Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp, you give me a call because I'll rub your scales down with some coconut oil. And finally, our champions of beer pong, the Flatwoods Monster and the Janosqua. Truly a good day from the world. Truly a grand day for the glorious Democratic of Markovia. And truly a even all rightish day for the People's yes. Republic of Joshabad, yes, who yes, showed yeah. that tenacity and sometimes eating your opponent might be the greatest means to victory. And with that, I am Mark closing out. I have been a wizard named Mark, and I am closing out this commentating of the 2021 Olympic Cryptid Games. Josh? And I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. Uh, always a pleasure, Mark, to uh, uh, be here to call these games with you, to, to uh, revel in the glory of what the cryptid body can do. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, yes, and, and I think we're back to the Janosqua, uh, who will be uh, uh, closing us out by singing the official Cryptid Olympics uh, anthem. <laughs> Holy shit, Josh! I love these fun projects. Yeah, these are these are great. These are wonderful. So, welcome everybody. Uh, if it seems like an abrupt, like like tonal shift or like content, yes, yeah. So this is the, I, I guess we're calling this the sort of like cryptid Olympics after show. Uh, where we're just going to like sort of talk about how we actually did this thing because we weren't making it all up on the fly. We actually tried to do some rigorous matching we tried up our of our asses skills. off of this one. Well, well, and you specifically because you have the D&D knowledge that I don't, but that's also kind of like showing our cards uh, ahead of ourselves. Um, but maybe just real quick, we can also follow up. I'm still, I'm still working through this monster of a crowler of, again, 9% Scotch Ale. Uh, from the sixth sense, do 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 you have anything else or anything? Oh, I poured your, it. Uh, I grabbed another uh, Eddie Line Juicy IPA. 
Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair I enough. was so okay, bummed. So- I got that pumpkin beer last week and like. I was like, I bet there's even more now because it's September and there's fucking nothing. But here we go. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Um, But yeah, so yeah, everybody, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that first half. You were laughing along or on the edge of your seats like, who's going to win the cryptids balance beam or whatever? Uh, But but yeah, so so we did. We did want to like do some actual pitting cryptids against each other so consider this yeah like the after show the like bob costas uh sitting in a like chair talking about whatever um and 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 yeah we'll go into like kind of how we arranged the the actual competitions and then maybe just like shoot the breeze for another like 20 minutes or so yeah um, so we can so round we can, out so to have so like so a fully round, formed episode yeah yes yeah, so, so we can round out over there so well and, and mark truly this was this was like your baby this was your undertaking so like why don't you kind of lay out how how we actually did the cryptid olympics yeah so um i okay so i was trying to think of how's the best way to do this what's the best re- way to represent this and my first thought was okay you roll up a bunch of D&D, or you roll up a bunch of characters in D&D using 2nd Edition, and you're going to use the 2nd Edition rules with the Thaco rule. The Thaco, the, um, for, you know, you got to hit to, you have to roll to hit this armor class of, um, and, and I thought, like, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll give each event the armor class. We'll roll to see if we do it. That got really tough. Because after a, yeah. I, I had run up um, a couple sheets, I had made one for, like, Jackalope. I had taken from the monster manual, uh, the 5th edition monster manual for the Kraken. And I did one for the Giant for the Bungiskis. But then, like, it just didn't work. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. And then I realized, like, well, you're thinking too hard. So then I, um, I just kind of sat down and I thought, well, okay, so each event you have your initial startup and then you have your pass-fail. That's your role. So I, I gave Josh my, like, criteria rules. You'd roll a d20, and um, if it was 1 to 10, it was a fail. You didn't do it. You, you, you botched your entry. You botched your approach. Or, like, the jackalope, we decided that, like, because yeah. it was such a glass cannon that it would win the event as soon as it did it, that, well, you have to do that. But then when we rolled for it, um, ja- jackalope just out and out lost. That's why the MOA got the gold medal, which I thought was hilarious. And then we yeah. just kind of went down the line from there and kind of – uh, went uh, kind of uh, hemmed and hawed and went back and forth. I had, had some uh, multipliers for each thing, so just looking off my notes, like which, like these are brilliant. If if I can cut in real, real quick, yeah, these please, are just, please, please. I almost want to publish these because they're so good. So yeah, for instance, you, you're talking about the jackalope in the 100, the 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 multiple the multiplier or the special e effect uh, for the jackalope was performance ang- anxiety. Uh, and it performs an extra checked uh, 3d6s and if it's 12 or higher it wins a race otherwise if it fails it like gets freaked out and runs away which is what happened which is what happened yeah. uh for the pole vault this is this is some of my favorites <laughs> these are two of my favorites for the pole vault with owl man and spring hill jack uh it says hollow owl bones and satanic hops are equal ability no modifiers needed <laughs> So and we even and we're even and, trying to get around that like well the owl man is carrying the the pole in its beak but it, it still did mm-hmm. it so it's good yeah yeah the other one that I think is just is just clutch is uh, in the fifty meter freestyle swimming the ningens modifier or special e effect is just 
fucking massive. Because <laughs> it was, it what, just... 10 feet shorter than the length of the pool or something. Yeah, well, and and again, like, it works out. It's like, okay, yeah, it just laying in the water, it's 90% finished with the race, but it still has to do, it still has to, like, at least kind of paddle or reach a <laughs> hand out. So I... I just love these, and this is this is brilliant. This is well, so and two, cool. I was trying to balance it because, like, I I was trying to right, think yeah, of, like, yeah, the balance. Well, so mm-hmm. yeah, Jackalope can automatically win, or it can automatically right. fail, or same with the Ningen. Like, so the Kushtaka would yeah. have to run like you know we were gonna do it like the scoring of we'd roll three d eights three times and or twice, and that would give you a max distance of twenty four meters per or whatever. But then mm-hmm. it was just, oh no, the, the Ningen won. It wouldn't matter what the Kushtaka did because the Ningen right. just bumped off the back and then hit its head on the wall and that was it. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. And but so, then, and so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and, and, and I commend you because this was all you and your creativity and you're like, okay, how do I balance these fucking cryptids that are goofy and like do weird things or are massive or are crazy fast and so yeah like uh everyone listening right now uh give a give a cheers to mark tip your tip your wizard's chalice uh to mark here and and this is this is eye on you buddy thank, thank you thank you i am i am really proud of this i'm also the i think the one i was most proud of was the gymnastics events yeah that was we, really good you should talk because about it was that. like because number one, I felt bad because you would just pick the Hopkinsville goblins to represent you. And then I picked the Mothman and the Oring Pendek. But so I was trying to think of like, okay, so if they, so, so how do you like kind of level this out? So I gave a plus three final score to the Hopkinsville goblins because you talked about that they seem to justify gravity and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but then like Mothman is, I, I kind of think I, I talked a lot about like moths do that weird, like they have the weird, the, the weird patterns of their wings. So I kind of figured yeah, that Mothman, mm-hmm. his final score, you just give, you just do one d six to uh, get to your final score, and I think that one helped me for the floor event. But man, you sweat me for the, uh, um, uh, uh, um, apparatus yeah, events. The, but yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, cause I even gave, um, I even gave the Oring Pendek the option of re-rolling its lowest die uh, die score. But even then, it didn't matter. I think the inclusion of the asshole judge, I think we named him Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a good leveler, too, because we're reasonably close. But Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- that was one that was pretty... So, yeah, like some of the other events we did have to do, or or more, more truthfully, you had to do a lot of kind of balance. But, yeah, I think the gymnastics were pretty even, all, all in all. Uh, well, and then... The, the ones, too, that we both were kind of like, can we make this work? Can we do how complicated, how complex do we want to make this be is for both uh, beach volleyball and beer pong, because we were both kind of thinking like, well, OK, so like so in volleyball, they serve and then the defense does a thing and then the offense does it. But we just ended up simplifying it. Which was so the, much better than what I had because we would have been here all night trying to yeah we would have been here wonky all ass night. system yeah but uh, but but still even then I thought was like captured so so we did one d twenty roll for the serve mm-hmm. and if it was one to four it was a side out like yep. it didn't land within the, the the lines if it was a twenty it was an ace and then anything else uh, we rolled was it two 
D4s? Uh, three D4s, yeah. Three D4s. And then my guys being said being seven footers they had their their dice roll had two added to it and then yeah. because you had the wampus cat you add you you added an extra dice roll which made sense because mm-hmm. it had extra limbs oh no that's um, what it was you're, you're right it was two yeah. d4 but then my the yeah so plus to you but then i got an extra dice that's what it was sorry yeah you're right yeah and so and, and, and so even then that's still capturing the the nuance of different of different cryptids because yeah my dudes are just tall and buff so like automatically they get sort of like a like a like a buff to their to their but but and then the wampus cat has extra like two extra um uh, paws that can reach out so uh and then um similar similarly for beer pong we we kind of did a we had something in place where the team that was throwing would roll a die and if it connected it, it it was a hit or if it didn't um well that was yeah we and we got kind of we kind of got to do that with when i got the 20 and called the trick shot and then got the balls back or then got double cups yeah for it. but then yes. your first yeah, yeah, roll yeah. when you bought the yeah, very was it, first was roll one. you did was a one so it was a critical failure so you automatically start with like you having one off the board anyway right yeah which, which, I, which I thought that that's great, the thing but. well and, and that's the thing that i I really appreciate about taking this approach and sort of gleaning some D and D elements. And we were both like, we were both kind of acting as dungeon masters and the playable characters. Cause we had our like teams, but then we were also rolling and like building this. So, so we figured all that out um, maybe like 15 minutes before <laughs> we started recording. Yeah. And then like took notes, took notes and then, kind of forgot some of the notes that we took because we were both like, wait, who did what again and when? <laughs> also, shout out to RollDiceWithFriends.com. Yes. Your, I was also your say, website was invaluable <laughs> to us. Thank you. Yeah, we will. Maybe you are on Twitter also. And if that is the case, we will at you. Uh, but yeah, uh, RollDiceWithFriends.com uh, that we were able to be in the same a virtual room and roll these uh, dice together and uh, uh, calculate everything up, which who knows, maybe, maybe with some refinement, maybe this becomes a, a semi regular two wizards feature. Cause I'm thinking about Mark, when you had me go on that dream quest uh, for Halloween last oh, year. Oh yeah. Maybe we could maybe your choose your own Halloween adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The choose your own. So so maybe with roll with dice or roll dice with friends dot com, maybe we could kind of do some sort of uh, quasi pseudo D and D campaigns and uh, just just do it up. Just do it up, man. <laughs> well, it's funny too because initially I I wanted to run each one of these events ten times. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, mm-hmm. I was trying to, and maybe this is even too far like out of base for anybody listening to this. I was trying to like deadliest warrior this, and I thought, well, they run that simulation a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I refuse to do that a thousand times. But if we do it a hundred, or if we do it ten times each, it's fine. And then you yeah. get to something like beer pong, where you've got ten rolls per round or yeah, cup or like whatever. Ten, yeah, for ten cups. Yeah. So that's a hundred rolls. I and nobody got time. 
This is a free fucking podcast. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. I'm already going to compose a new Cryptids National Anthem on my keyboard. Like, (laughs) we, nah, man. Yeah, well, well, and even because that was something that that we we were also discussing right before starting, and and then I, um, yeah, like with my athletics backgrounds, like that's it. Like you can you can train and you can uh, uh, peak to run at this race, and then if you fall start once, like that's it, you're done. Yeah, and so I think that that also kind of so so with some of the multi, it made it better. I think like stuff. instead of trying yeah, to get it exactly. so like refined and everything, it's like no, we're overthinking this. Like no, you you can screw up initially, and then that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. That you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow, because yeah. Jackalope's going home all alone with no medal. <laughs> like, well, and think about the like story that like the the narrative that we're building. Like, because in my head canon, this is the same Jackalope. That like was trying to be the cryptid cabinet president and lost that election <laughs> and was just dejected and like but like kind of found some way out of his malaise by like working out and training and going for runs. And so now he's now he's got a shot at redemption in the cryptid Olympics, but then gets like uh, gets stage fright and gets camera shy. And when that gun goes off. His jackalope nature like takes over and he just like sprints away. He runs out. And so who knows? Like mate like the redemption arc for the jackalope, if it ever happens, because who knows? Maybe it won't ever happen. But when it does, oh baby. Like I'm glad that like be- Jackalope is a reoccurring theme on this show though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Don't don't fence us in, but also I've trained for for practically a full year for the Cryptid Olympics. And then I just, yeah, like pissed myself on the starting, like at, like in the starting blocks. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I get the feeling that uh, this is not the last we've seen of, of a jackalope here, but uh, I also realized we, we, we porked it when it, when we did the medal ceremony, it should have been Gershon handing out the medals. It should. Oh, yeah. Speaking of characters who are uh, missing a uh, little bit of development or next stage, yeah, it should have been Gershon. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could. Maybe we could cut it. Uh, well, well, no, 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 no. We're keeping it as we're it keeping is. It. We're, we're he can show up. He is. can show up next time or something. Gershon has been off uh, honing his honing his uh, uh, skills deep in research. And when he makes his eventual comeback, his return to the Two Wizards podcast, uh, oh, oh, baby. It's, <laughs> it's, it'll, it'll knock your socks off. Um, <laughs> um, well, I guess, um, I don't know, any other sort of behind the scenes about Cryptid Olympics? Um, I don't know I anything think? about sports. I think that yeah. was like even tonight when we're sitting down, you're like, we're trying to figure out a different way to score pole vault because my method was a little wonky. And mm. you're like, well, they set it higher every time. I'm like, wait, they do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad at sports. I'm bad about them. I'm bad about knowing them. Like, I had, if I had a nickel well, for every time yeah. I looked up, how long is an Olympic pool? 50 meters. It's 50 meters every time. Stop looking up. It's 50 meters. Yeah. Like, well, but, 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 but that's also it, though, is it's like uh, that is. That is its own form of wizardry. And 
even though so so yeah like with my track and field background like i've attained a certain level of knowledge there are still those who know more than i do even in track and field and the other sports like i kind of get i kind of know some things um but uh but 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 yeah so but so it's okay uh well and also this is this is not the first kind of D and D game that Mark and I have worked on, um, and I I almost don't want to say too much about this because 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 this could be a thing that this could <laughs> very well become an actual thing um, before too long. But there's there's another game that Mark and I kind of developed um, that uh, we call Curtains and Callbacks about uh, producing a stage play. Uh, and be, and you're the director and you have to find actors and your uh, 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 set crew, your your technical crew. But but yeah, maybe that maybe that little teaser will just have to suffice for now. Do you realize like we could OK, we could probably flesh this out into a weird its own board game type deal. Like definitely no, its totally, own tabletop man. weird game. Totally. But, like, you and I are weirdly good at writing board games. I mean, at least this is, I'm going to call this like two. This is at least two for just the track and field shit, plus the volleyball and then beer pong, which definitely, yeah, it could use a little bit more fleshing out, you know, because that was a thing too. I wanted to do like, initially for the uh, 800 meter, I had given your Kraken every third lap the ability to uh, make a roll to attack the giant polar bear. Mm -hmm. And that was when we were running it each um, event 10 times for the simulation. And then we decided that's stupid. We didn't want to roll all those stupid dice. And we said, no, we'll just call it a double disqualification. Yeah. <laughs> but like, nah, we're, we're weirdly good at this. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, well, and, and even right now. So like, it's so like strictly speaking, I'm at the point in my uh, uh, grad school program where I, I really just, should be doing dissertation stuff, right? Like I, I should only be doing like research and writing. Um, and like I've, I've finished with all my classes. I've, I've, I've earned my required number of course hours and all that. Um, and yet I am still taking a couple of classes. I cleared it with my advisor. So, so it's mm-hmm. okay. Um, one class is a, is a Greek poetry survey just cause I always want to practice my ancient Greek. And we, we're reading bits of the Iliad. We're reading uh, book six of the Odyssey right now. And I, oh my God, I fucking love it. I just love, love ancient Greek stuff. Um, but, 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 but that's one class I'm taking. The other class I'm taking right now is essentially like intro to computer game design. Cause like day one, semester one of grad school, I saw that this class was offered and I was like, God damn, I want to take that class. But it always conflicted with my required coursework. It's like, no, you, uh, Josh, you have to take these uh, theater seminar classes. And they would always conflict with this intro to uh, computer game design. And so this year, it finally worked out where I could take it. Uh, and I was like, okay, damn it. This is what we're doing. And so, and so yeah, like I don't know anything about like... Uh, computer programming or coding. I don't know anything about like that. I, other than just the kind of informal making games with Mark, I don't know like a whole bunch about game theory and like player choice and all that. 
but I'm taking this class and it's it's been a blast so far. Uh, we're using Unity, which is a free, uh, uh, I don't think it's open source, but, but it's a free uh, a game engine. And I'm like learning how to use that and do stuff. And so, yeah, so the idea being after taking the semester long course, hopefully I have just enough of a foundation where, yeah, fuck it. Maybe, maybe I propose to this uh, course in, in instructor for our final project, Cryptid Olympics. I'm going to build the Cryptid Olympics game and you're the Kraken and you're swimming. You're the Hopkinsville Goblins and you're doing gymnastics. You're the Titillic doing beer pong. This this is the game I'm building. Goddamn then, right. I think. I don't know. And then he'll probably say, like, that's a great start, but maybe just pick, like, two events instead of all eight. Because, like, you still have to finish this and turn it in by the end of the semester. Like, like, like let's talk about scope here. Uh, walk before you run, but let's do Cryptid, o- 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 let's do cryptid o- Olympics. Um <laughs> <laughs> so 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 anyway we'll, 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 we will see we'll just have to see or you um, just turn in this episode and be like there you go professor Suck there it. it is boom that's my and be like yeah but your partner rigged all the metadata <laughs> for it so yeah. yeah do you even know how to build a random number generator no do, do you know what a d20 is yeah fuck yeah. you <laughs> Well, so also to be fair, this guy, the, the, the same instructor teaches, um, yeah, just like a beginning game design class that's much more like board game. Or I, I think that the specific term now is analog game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh shit, maybe I can just sit in on that class. But again, that conflicts with my uh, Greek poetry class. So I can't even do that. God, you know, why did I go to grad school? to be a theater major i should have been a game design major god damn i it. mean what's to stop totally you from like you know two phds yeah mrs wizard i'm re-enrolling going back to school <laughs> or just pull a me and get two bas and shit i mean like i guess you're already there so like just get two ma's who cares who the fuck cares yeah. you're already there yeah yeah biden's can. gonna cancel exactly. student loans like in, um, in like <laughs> yeah. six years so it'll be fine it, it's gonna be yeah, great it'll, like it'll, it'll be good it'll be good um, okay, but but yeah, I, so I think that did cover most of the cryptid Olympics behind the scenes stuff. I love um, these. I want to do this shit yes. all the time. I love these stupid like thought exercises that every now and then we it. get to do because mm-hmm. it's more like. And again, I will make. I will. I really think that our best episode ever is our cryptid cabinet episode. It it's a good one. Just man. because so we good. like we try so hard and we're so earnest, but we're like. We just have fun, and those are my. I, I love every episode we do, by and large. But yeah, like, yeah, especially but, but, these because we have is. so it's much that, damn fun. Yeah, well, and and this was a few episodes back. I forget the specific one when this phrase was first uttered, but yeah, but 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 it's a it's a when we find that sweet spot between, uh, like informative, and fun and dumb. Like mm-hmm. a thing can be informative and dumb at the same time. And yeah, I think with Cryptid Olympics and Cryptid Cabinet, um, Teddy Roosevelt, Cryptid Hunter, um, yeah, like those episodes were where we find that nice mix of those three spices. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's just it's just good. It's fun to make, 
I would imagine it's fun to listen to. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing, uh, add to maybe like the last sort of closing closing topic here, because uh, you texted me a couple times about this, and then I texted you a, a couple times. Um, just how great is beer pong? And all oh, the yeah. memories, and all the memories that we've had playing beer pong together. <laughs> yeah, through the years. What's your favorite? Yeah, let's. We're done with Cryptid Olympics. Oh, um, let's talk about. We got ten minutes. Let's talk about beer pong. Yeah, Josh, t- tell me about your beer pong. Tell me about it. Like, oh my god. So again, like, like when when I was in my peak was again like during college. 12 years ago so this is like 2008 2009 i was i was fucking deadly yeah. like you were you were uh, listeners like oh, this is not exaggeration the gods josh the like, gods can strike me down insane. if this yeah the, the 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 gods can strike me down if this is in fact hubris but i was fucking deadly and oh man it was so fun it was just so fun to like just play game after game with beer pong and uh so so admittedly my go-to partner was was our buddy mayhan because because mm-hmm. we were buds but but also it was it was it was i always enjoyed getting to mix up different teammates and like you and i we were deadly we had you and i had combo. a really solid dynamic i thought but we did and, and, and that's part of it too is is it's much more than just the physics of putting a ping pong ball into a dixie cup like there's there's the there's the chemistry between you and your teammate there's the like uh psyching out your opponents and like talking shit it's just it's such a beautiful game it's such a beautiful game yeah yeah it was i don't know i always i always loved it i hated sometimes i would get irritated because i would get stuck with scrubs every now and then yeah that's always kind of but then too i'm not good at beer pong like i said before i was good for like I'm good at that, like, way, way far back sniper shot. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, I just, I'm bad at beer. I'm bad at sports in general, and I would call beer pong a sport. Like, the only mm-hmm. thing I could bring to the table is, like, no, if I can stand eight feet back from the table, then, yeah, I'll sink every fucking cup. Or let me drink your beers, you stay sober, I'll get shithoused, and we call yeah. it good. Like, <laughs> yeah. which I guess is its own contribution to a team, but, yeah. Dude, tr- truly, truly. Well, and, and um... And, and and yeah, like like we talked about too, um, like like coming up with our own set of house rules where it was totally fine if someone was like, "No, I've had enough already tonight," but I still want to like kind of party with everybody. And yeah, I'd like to play another game game of beer pong, but I just want to use water and I want to have somebody else drink for me. We were totally cool with that. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but so I guess what are there any particular beer pong memories that you're really fond of or maybe even really proud of where it's like you're goddamn right i did that on the beer pong table um honestly like the first couple times i realized that i had to stand eight eight feet back from the table and everyone because it was you and me playing and i i want to say it was mayhan and what lovitz's brother Oh yeah, and we're playing in my place yeah. on um, on um First Street in Poncha, mm-hmm. and like it, that was the one of the big long rooms. So I just got to like walk back into the kitchen, kind of, and just kind of spin shoot it. 
And because I even remember like them talking shit, like, "What the fuck are you doing? Where are you, where are you going, bitch? Where are you going?" I was like, "Shut up!" And I just like, just kind of whipped it, and it just mm-hmm. sunk. There's that. I loved my taunt of every time I'd shoot it, say, "Warm it up." No, you're not, and I'd sink it. Yeah, I am. See, <laughs> yeah, which was always weird. Which was like, I could shot. I could because that was calling it. And I remember we mm-hmm. had to amend it because people kept getting shitty. Like Mark is just getting lucky when he says warming up. He's not actually getting it. And it was like, yeah, I'm not. But it was getting in your head. And then finally that night is the one time when that one person um, flashed us at the table and I threw it mm. into her cleavage. It rolled down the arc of her boobs into the cup. And we decided that counted as a trick shot as well as balls back as well as on fire. So we got like three extra shots out of it. And yeah, you and I won it. Like, what? That was like the third turn or some shit. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. It was, so and it was like, good. you. That was your gambit? Me, Mark, Lord of the Booby. Okay, listeners, I was yeah. a piece of shit in college. Oh, no. We'll call it now. It was my X-Men power that, like, every girl I knew showed me her breasts. And pursuant to that, there's a couple guys that showed me their balls, so it's fine. I think it all levels out. I just, yeah, exactly. I just can... It all people just out. show me their shit. It's a thing. Like, I don't know what it is. It's a thing. I, this I, this I, is your superpower. I'm sorry yeah, for like, everything, okay? But, like... I wasn't exploitative about it. It just was a thing that happened. But, like, this one yeah, time, I mean, they were all ready for it. And I was like, okay, yeah, but... Well, still, and also, what specifically... Yeah, well, well, so, specifically, too... Uh, yeah, the Netflix superhero series of Mark Jones would be both, A, just the ability that you have for people to show you their junk, uh, but then also, B, your ability... Uh, for night vision because yes. <laughs> I remember specifically ah. one of those was like well yeah Mark I'll, I'll flash you but only in a dark room and you're like okay so I also didn't ask like for a, this let me point out I'm not asking for this shit they came, yeah, they came to Mark me Mark is not like you were right like he's just standing there and people are coming up to him and like solicitating him like he's not going around being a I'm creep. a good boy people Mark is a good boy, damn it. I'm not. Um, I'm a piece of shit, but it's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so, uh, but, 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 yeah. So, 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 back at the beer pong ranch, um, I have, and also granted, just because I've played so many games, I there's there's a couple. There was one night I teamed up with Greening. Yes. Which, like, if anything, we were like mortal rivals. We were always playing against each other. That was that. But, I yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. Which, which, and like a ton of respect for the guy, but but it was. It is like that, like gentleman's duel. Like I, I respect the hell out of you, but I'm gonna beat your ass in, in beer pong. But anyway, so one night we both were teamed up, and I swear to God, we we ran the table for like nine or ten or eleven games. We were lights, and like without even communicating, without even like planning ahead of time. He would so so the very first shot because because the winners go first the very first shot he would do a regular shot and I would bounce it and it landed in the same cup yeah so that's so that so that would be four cups and balls back Mark we did that like seven times in a row you guys had this and bullshit like Naruto like tandem it was, jutsu bullshit and it it was unreal. Oh it was unreal, and, and so yeah, for that yeah, night, and then I like, get like fucking stuck alive. with Didi, and it's like, what are we doing? Right, <laughs> you and I are both trash. What are we doing with this? Come on, come on, girl. <laughs> You're right. What are we doing? So, 
so that was a really magical memory. The the other memory was not one that I did, but one that I definitely witnessed and had and had happened to me. Uh, so me and Mayhan, some of some of our rivals too were uh, 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 Butler and uh, Shu. Yes. And there was one night that we were playing them, and I forget who tried to do a bounce shot. Somebody tried to do a bounce shot, uh, and I. And I whiffed the slap away on defense, and the ping pong ball landed precisely between three Dixie cups. Oh yeah, and again, which which I think you were at that. Well, yeah, because that was your house on like first and Poncha again. Yeah, and so we, we had to like also bring everybody over. I, I I for whatever reason in one incarnation or another I lived in the damn party house. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just you know whatever. Yeah, it just happened. So, so yeah, like we, we had to bring the entire like household over to like look at it. Number one, and number two, say what's the ruling on this? What do we do? And I think we eventually decided that well, as soon as the ball hits hits a cup rim, it's like live, and you can swat it away, or you can finger it out, or you can blow it out. And so, if it's resting between three cups, you just like pick it up. And that was it. So that was the play other crazy, like yeah, play play where. So that was the other crazy bear pong memory. That uh, yeah, I would I, I would be hard pressed if I ever saw that. <laughs> so so when was the last? Because these are like the glory days of yes. like the mid aughts. When was the last time that you remember playing bear pong? Okay, so before I do that, I want to give one more favorite moment. Oh and yes, 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 please do. We we did this in the in the episode uh when the uh Janosqua was doing the flare technique. Do you remember um Matt Clark and his <laughs> do I flare? Remember Matt Clark? And this dude was like grabbing an imaginary pipe and you would see him like wrap his fingers around it. He's just doing like really solid mime work going, got a flare yeah. and then he turned the pipe and then he yeah, grabbed it again at like and then the turn like, 90 degrees the horizontal and then, flare and then it. got a flare it. You got a flare it. And my partner was Brad Greening, and he just got so mad because, like, Matt Clark just kept telling him to do this shit. And that just sits in my head. I'm just like, what are you mad at? Throw the fucking ball. You can't do that. He's not doing anything. Calm down. Like, well, and, and Matt Clark also was doing the whole, like, no, like, I'm playing defense, but I'm just, like, putting a finger on the table. Yeah, it's like no, Matt. No, Matt. You you can't you can't do that. No, I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just touching. T- no, you can't. If I drum the did. table before Mark shoots, it's fine. No, yeah, it's not. I can drumming. drum the table. It'll be fine. It's like okay, it is technically you're fine, but you're still a dickhead about it. Like yeah. you're not. Oh wrong. man, we porked you're it. Tiddlick should have drummed the table when uh, yeah. Swamp Ape when or Skunk Ape uh, lined up to shoot. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh god. Anyway, anyway, so um so last okay, time but, I played but, beer pong. Yeah. Let me I gotta look this up really quick because I know the day, but I don't remember mm-hmm. the year. Okay, okay. Fair enough. We had a party at some point in time. Um December tw- December thirteenth, twenty nineteen was Friday the thirteenth. Um my Mrs. Wizard nice. had a party with all of her friends. She called it the Nightmare Before Christmas party because it was right. Friday the thirteenth and it was like two was, weeks mm-hmm. before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of her friends brought a beer pong table, and oh, I begrudgingly God. was made to participate because I maintain I'm in my 30s and I'm no longer I'm no longer fit to play beer pong. But mm-hmm. like at the same time, like 
me and this other girl from her office just did work. Did like, work? That's oh, that's so good. But it was the same deal. Like, I had to stand in the back of my kitchen and, like, throw it. And I've only gotten, like, stronger, so it's even worse now. Yeah. <laughs> but I was doing, like, really, really high arcing shots. Oh, yeah. And, like, trying yeah. to, like, dial in the, like, trigonometry. In. Like, okay, there it is. Yeah. And, aha, all right, balls back. What's balls back? I sank the cup. I get balls back. Oh That's not God. a thing, is in this fucking house. I yeah. almost called you. Uh, Josh, I almost called you. I remember this very clearly now. I almost called you and put you on speakerphone to be like our arbiter of beer pong. Yes. But then part yeah. of me was like, well, I don't want to bug him. <laughs> no, I would have absolutely taken that call. And uh, as the well, and we, we, we mentioned that in our cryptids. Olympics like introduction episode that yeah I wrote maybe not the constitution but a constitution for how to conduct beer pong games a constitution um, that was like viewed and like signed and edited and ratified yeah. by at least it was edited okay it so was, like even it was ratified by at least what 14 four houses people. like 14 yeah, party like houses that. ratified it like something gross like if yeah. you played beer pong at Adam State from like what I'd say like 2008 to probably 2015, you probably played mm. under these rules. Like, oh yeah, yeah, or, or or some or some like very slightly adopted version of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, so so the last time I played beer pong, uh, well, this was funny. So so I I have played it since this time, but um, spring semester. 2018 so after my first year of grad school some of the other grad students were had had graduated and they wanted to have a party and went to whoever's random house and in the basement they had a little table set up and i and like i instantly was transported back like 10 years in time from 2018 to 2008 and i was like talking shit and <laughs> Uh, doing all that and, and, and like no like you can't put your cups like that you know you and and everyone's like josh like this is a side of you i haven't seen before it's like this is this is beer pong josh <laughs> hi nice to meet you um <laughs> so that was awesome and, and and much like you just like slayed just dominated um, it's weird but, like it's it, it's having sex with a bicycle you never forget how to do yeah. it like or something i do that right like, yeah so yeah one of those things. Uh, but the most recent was uh, for Cinco de Mayo 2020. Because mm. it was like, okay, we're a couple years into the pandemic, but things are kind of... Months, months Josh. Up. Not years. Or not months. years yet, okay, yes. Thank you. Thank God you. Damn, I know it feels, it feels like years. But yes, thank you for that correction. So yeah, it's like a couple months into the pandemic. Uh, Governor DeWine says if you're outside, it's okay. And so yeah, we cobbled together a, a little table and uh, invite and, and the Mrs. Wizard and, and I and invited some of the other grad students, some of our friends over, and uh, we played Cinco de Mayo beer pong, but specifically Cinco de Mayo Civil War, mm. which is a variation of beer pong, which is maybe even more fun. Cause it's like rapid fire. As soon as you pick up a ping pong ball, you shoot. Uh, and and also like I mentioned in our other episode, that was playing Civil War. Not only was it a lot of fun, but it also was my wake up call to like, okay, don't drink and drive anymore because 
the very first time I played Civil War, I played eight games and then woke up at my house. I was oh, like, fuck. okay, you yeah, you can't do that, Josh. That's that's a no no. No more of that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's another so I, I another memory beer pong memory, not not entirely positive, but still, but still. So Oh, it's so always have to be good. Like, yeah, it's true. True. Yeah. There is a dark, there's a dark side to beer pond. There is a dark side. As with all things, all things in moderation, funness and so forth. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, As the Greeks said, may then gone, nothing to excess, nothing, nothing over much. And I definitely went over much uh, that first time. (laughs) But you know what else we should probably do before this gets over much? Is we should probably find a like a, a landing a landing space for this for this episode here because again, Cryptid Olympics. This was a ton of fun going yes. through the things, doing the simulation, and then the like after show, the after party, I guess if you will. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, and odds are good that we're going to get to do this again soon because we have the Winter Olympics coming up. And Hell yeah. We'll find more cryptids to do figure skating and uh, bobsled and uh, ice hockey and all that shit. It'll be great. Oh my god, a six man, a, a, yeah, a three man ice hockey team. I'm so into that. <laughs> so into that. Oh, it's so great. Okay, oh, so get ready for Tatsworm 2.0. <laughs> yeah, Tatsworm, the deadliest the goal. goalie this side of the <laughs> fucking Norwegian Alps. There's no Alps in Norway. What am I doing? Yeah, Austrian something like Alps. That, something like that. Austrian Alps. There you go. So, listeners. Tell us, communicate with us, let us know. What did you think of the Cryptid Olympics? Were you uh, rooting for Markovia? Were you rooting for Joshab- for, for Joshabad? Were you confused the entire time? Tell us, let us know. We want your feedback. We're going into a new season, more Two Wizards podcasts. It's going to be great. Uh, and some ways that you can get a hold of us, you can you can send us an email uh, to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. Uh, if you want to just uh, say hi to me on Twitter, uh, you can find uh, me, Josh, uh, at plaidbarbarian, although I'll probably just like retweet you and uh, at twowizardspodc1 too, because that'd be weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then and then Mark, everyone can find you how uh, at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And then if you want it, if you don't get enough of me every week, I have now started a new podcast called Dangle yes. Podcast with my buddy Johnny, where each week we discuss two episodes of King of the Hill to see if it holds up or not. And spoilers, we're like to episode three right now, and I'm already getting bored with this show that I thought that I loved. So listen to my sadness and rage in it, and. We also have a weird discussion about, like, hey, man, what's colorblind casting in the 90s look like? Is it okay? Mm. Well, probably not, but yeah. West East Side Story was a a divisive episode for Johnny and I. But yeah, you can find us there at Dangle Podcast. You can find me at um, Marching Stars on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah, I I think this is it. So thank you, everybody, for for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, And... uh, before, I, I, I guess in the meantime, ahead of our next episode, um, love you all and take care.